It's time to get strong, fit, and resilient. Welcome to the Fear Being Average podcast with your host, Brandon Rinka, where Brandon shares insights, practices, and education on leveling up how you look, feel, and perform. Say goodbye to complacency and get ready to kick the door into a new standard of living. All right, so first off, how kick-ass is that intro? Love it. New intro, feeling jacked up. If you're not jacked up from that intro, listen to it again. So let's jump into this episode today. We are taking a look at why group challenges suck for most people. And when I say most people, I'm talking probably about 90 to 95, if not a, like close to 100% of people, right? Like even for me to do a group challenge of some sort in the exercise space or the fitness space, it wouldn't be good for me, right? And I'll dive into this. And that's kind of my goal of this episode is to really convert some people that live for these challenges, live for the group environment, um, to motivate them, right? That they need other people to be doing the same thing as them, or they need to be doing the same thing as other people to stay motivated. Uh, and we're going to dive into it in terms of why this isn't the best approach for a lot of people and why it is usually um, equated to poor results and a poor relationship with fitness nutrition. And I know this is going to trigger a lot of people. This is going to trigger people that do these group challenges. It's going to trigger people that are typically in a class environment. It's going to trigger trainers and coaches and clients that promote this sort of stuff. And they're going to have their backs against the wall because they see how positive the environment is. They see how happy in, in the in the moment it makes people, right? Because people enjoy these group challenges. It's a sense of camaraderie. It's people pursuing a healthy passion. It's people taking care of their bodies, which again, we can actually get into about how that's a little bit debatable, but it's one of those things that there's there's a lot more harm that comes out of it down the road than good. And taking care of your body is never a bad thing, right? Doing something that is active, that is built around improving your fitness level, you know, improving your strength levels, improving your heart health, your mental clarity, uh, reducing stress levels is all good stuff, but there's better approaches. And now we still live in a society, in a world where obesity is a epidemic of itself. So if that's the state of the world, if all these group challenges and these different avenues are promoted to us, yet we have such a hard time. And we're seeing that. Classes are, are more popular than ever. These challenges are more accessible and popular than ever. Um, there's tons of different mo- modalities. If you're doing beach body, if you're doing 75 hard, if you're doing any influencer damn challenge, 30-day challenge, 60-day challenge out there, if you're doing group class challenges, there's so many out there that it's not the you know low amount of availability. No, we have ton of availability out there, yet we still have this issue. So, and what I've heard before, which I really liked, is we don't have a weight loss problem in this world. We have a keeping the weight off problem in this world. And I think that's a big one, right? I think a lot of people, I can get a ton of people to lose weight over 30 days, and I could have a great business doing so, 
right? It's easy to do that. Very easy, very easy to find the knowledge, to find education, to find the information, um, to get people to adhere to that advice for 30 days because hell, it's 30 days. Just go hard for 30 days, do this for 30 days. You know, everything gets taken care of, but that's not the real world. There's so much more to it. There's way more nuance, uh, way more detail that goes into keeping results off. And that's why, you know, my message, my narrative, me disrupting the way most people are thinking about their fitness journey and their health journey is it, it takes time, right? And I talked to a client the other day and she made a very astute observation saying that w- what I'm doing is a lot of unlearning, right? I am teaching people to look at health and fitness in a much different manner than they've been told and promoted to and marketed to for years and years and years, right? Especially because sometimes it's their own friends and their family and people that they think they know and trust, right? They're telling them, this worked so well for me and this did so well for me and this is the best thing ever and oh my God, it was so much fun. And you see people getting results, but we, we don't see the internal. We don't see the, the rebound. We don't see what's happening to their body. Um, we don't see all the ins and outs, right? So what we're really doing, I'm fighting an uphill battle and I'm willing to fight that battle until the day I die because I know what works. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty damn educated guy in this space. Uh, I've been doing it for a very long time. I, I listen to a lot of smart coaches and mentors. Um, I'm a result-driven individual um, outside of the gym, but also inside the gym, right? I'm, I'm a performance athlete. I want to keep my body at tip-top shape. I want to feel good. I want to live a long time. If you haven't met me, uh, never had a conversation with me, you know, or or followed my content for long. Like I am a dude who's gonna get after it for the rest of my life, right? That's just who I am, and I want other people to do the same, right? And there's different levels to it, but I want people to be successful in terms of improving their health, improving their vitality, uh, improving their their strength, reducing pain, getting healthier, and, and doing this in a more sustainable fashion. So this is why group challenges really bother me. Um, again, it's an easy buck for coaches it's it's a way to get people in the door um you know because it's it's an easy sales tactic right 30 day 60 day challenges and you got a bunch of you and your friends and i get this it's, it can be a vulnerable space getting into um a gym environment or adopting an exercise exercise routine it, it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people and, and i can appreciate that um however we need to do a better job, at least from my point of view and from where I sit, um, on educating people on why you don't have to be nervous or uncomfortable or anxious and how you can do it in a more sustainable, practical manner based around your lifestyle. Uh, and it doesn't have to be this overwhelming activity or pursuit. And if you just look at it from a grander stage, right, more on a macro level, that is really underwhelming. And it seems simpler, it seems easier, but it's harder in the sense that it's going to take more time, but it's going to get you the best results and it's going to keep those results and you're going to feel way better. So uh, only way you're ever going to truly believe me is by doing it, right? And, and then I'll, I'll win you over and then I might have a, a fan or a consumer or you know follower for life because I'm giving you good free advice and you're, and you're following it, you're applying it and you reap the benefit. So let's get into this. So why do group challenges suck for most people? First off, mass goals. I don't like the idea of having mass goals. Like, like think about that. Then what you and your five closest friends, do you all have the same goals? 
right? Whether it be in life or fitness, we're going to talk all fitness in this episode, obviously, but do you have the same fitness goals? Are all of you trying to lose 20 pounds? Are all of you trying to build muscle? Are all of you doing the the same thing two months from now? Maybe one of you is doing a backpacking trip. One of you is doing a hiking trip. The other one is going to a beach. The other is doing a cycling thing. And other person is getting ready um, for a fitness show, whatever, right? There's a ton of different goals to be had. Some people are 20 pounds overweight. Some people are in really good shape. Some people have never worked out before. Some people are five years experience. So how does it make sense for that group, that demographic to all do one pursuit, one challenge. Here's the thing with these challenges. It's not individualized. It's not broken up into, well, if you fit this category, do this. If your lifestyle looks like this, do this. If you have this sort of relationship with food and fitness, do this. Obviously, you can't do that for a mass amount of people. That's just way too much work for a coach uh, or some class that programs this, right? So it's very mass scheduled, mass produced. And with that, you're going to have a ton of people that are outside their scope of experience, outside their scope of practicality, doing these challenges where they have no idea of how to actually go about this in a very intelligent manner, right? Because someone who has a very stressful life and a stressful job and they have three kids and they only get six hours of sleep or five hours of sleep a night, that's a much different routine compared to the person like myself who's 32 years old. I don't have kids. I have a pretty free life. Uh, I'm in really good shape. I'm conditioned. I've been doing this for a long time compared to the beginner who's getting off the couch for the first time. Maybe they're 60 pounds overweight and they've never worked out before. They have no idea what quote unquote exercise or training looks like, right? Like we're talking about a completely different avatar. So why should, why would it make sense for all those people to do one thing? It doesn't. That's the problem. It does not make sense for people, especially a group of people, to go in one direction. This is why you need to individualize. You need to specify what your goals are, what your lifestyle is like, what your experience levels are, what are your micro, what are your macro goals, what are you training for, what's your primary um, objective, right? Then we can direct a plan that makes sense for you, right? that will lead you in the right direction. It won't lead to rebounding. That's why studies show about 95% of diets and fad exercise routines, you know, those high intensity challenge group, you know, type uh, structured workouts fail 95% of people is because they don't make sense for the individual and people get after it for a short period of time. It doesn't necessarily match their goals. It doesn't match where they're at, doesn't meet them where they're at. And it kind of creates this chaotic environment where it just doesn't make sense for the 10 or 20 or 50 different avatars that are going about this one specific challenge, right? And most of these challenges, relatively high intensity, you know, they're equating things like high intensity workouts and burpees and jumps and moving our body into a ton of workouts. Like, For a lot of people, that's way too extreme, way too much volume, way outside of their scope. So they need to dial it back. So mass goals is my first issue with group challenges. Um, Do not like it for that particular reason. Now we can look at, it takes you away from listening to your body. And this one I'm really passionate about because for a lot of people, group challenges, they promote 
you to do something on days that you might not be prepared to do that certain thing. So let me paint a picture for you. It's Monday night, you had a long day at work, um, you get home late, maybe you, you didn't have a chance to eat a very nutritious um, diet that day, um, maybe you didn't get in a lot of protein and, and your calories are really low and then you had to you know put down your kids at night and they had a long day, they're stressful, they can't sleep well, so your sleep sucks. And all of a sudden, Tuesday comes and you're supposed to be doing this high-intensity, high-demand workout. Maybe it's even two workouts that day, whatever. What would be the best thing for your body that day? Right? Definitely not doing a high-intensity, hardcore workout. It, it would be to dial it back, do something a little bit more restorative, be a little bit more mindful with your body, maybe even do a mindfulness practice. Right, do something low intensity, low CNS demanding. Right, so everybody's different. We know that everybody's lifestyle is different. So when we have these challenges set and we have this blueprint of we need to do this specific thing at this intensity level for this duration, these exercises, it again it puts people in really tough, awkward positions where they're doing things that are completely contradictory to how their body's feeling. And there's a time where you're going to push your body when things get a little bit tough. I get that, right? But at the end of the day, having this set schedule where you have to do this because the group challenge says so puts you in a really tough position where you're going to go outside your body and you're probably going to do more damage than good in terms of you might not be mechanically sound. You're probably not going to have very strong muscular contractions. Um, you'd be a little bit tired, a little bit sloppy, a little bit disengaged, right? You're not going to have uh, a great performance in the gym. Obviously, if you're undernourished, if you're underslept, if you're high stressed, think about it, right? That's a really poor environment for you to be successful in a high intensity gym environment. So there, it takes you away from actually listening to your body, right? So if we don't have that capability of saying, well, today I'm going to adjust it. And for most people, you know, that I plan workouts for and I coach online, um, you know, we're doing three day a week, full body, maybe four day splits, whatever, a couple optional conditioning days. Uh, so maybe some aerobic work in there, right? Obviously depending on the individual and their lifestyle and their, their experience level and what they have available. And from there, we can always dial it back. We can have that open communication and we can shift one thing or another. And I do that all the time with clients. Some days they have really crazy weeks. You know, they had to take someone to the hospital. They had to pick their kid up from this. They had to, they had a snow day with their kids. Like we need to adjust. We need to, we need to be able to adapt on the go. And these challenges really put people in tough positions where they're doing things that their body shouldn't be doing because of the daily circumstances. So it takes you away from listening to your body and giving your body what it actually needs to perform at a high level. Number three, these challenges are often very extreme, okay? Perfect example, 75 hard. So, and again, it's, it's tough for me because I get what these challenges are doing. Like they're promoting the same shit I'm promoting, right? They're promoting to a certain degree, I'll, I'll explain that, but they're promoting, you know, strengthen your body, strengthen your mind, being, being disciplined, being structured, you know, taking ownership of your life, getting in better shape, you know, educating yourself. So all this stuff that I believe in, but the one aspect that they go away from where I go 
is the idea of practicality. Maybe that's because I've coached clients. I've been in this space. Like I, I have experience with these individuals and I've become more of an educated trainer and coach over, over the years to then learn how to actually coach people appropriately. And not every person needs to be driven a certain way where this go hard and I get it. It's marketing. It's going to hit a, a lot of people. Um, it's going to punch them in, in a pain point for sure. And it's going to work. But the problem is it's extremely hard. The 75 hard, if you never heard about it, I don't, I don't know all the details. I've heard about it, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. But I think it's like you're doing two-a-day workouts um, for 75 days. So this is 75 hard, so 75 days hard. Um, emphasis on hard, obviously. So I think it's two-a-day workouts every single day. You need to read for 30 minutes. You need to drink a gallon of water. Um, I don't know, and a few other things, right? So think about that. Every day. For 75 days, you're going to do two-day workouts. And I think they last about 60 to 90 minutes each. And I think one's like a high-intensity or one's aerobic, one's strength training. Like way, way, way too much volume. It, it wouldn't make sense for me, let alone a um, 40-year-old who's just getting into the gym or the the mom who wants to get in a little better shape or the dad who has a dad bod. Like what are we talking about here, right? So these challenges are often very extreme and very extreme in terms of – and this happens in classes all the time. We see it. And they really have a high emphasis on restriction. They have a massive emphasis on high intensity, high stress workouts. Why? Because they tend to work and they tend to give people what they want. They tend to give that sweat, that push, that high heart rate, that uh, that cortisol dump that people love, right? Um, it typically promotes more workouts. Can you do more? Can you push harder? Can you go for that second one that day, right? And it usually becomes a competition with others, right? Where people are monitoring their success with the other people's success. Oh, your heart rate's that high. I got to get my heart rate higher. You're working out twice today. Well, I got to work out three times a day, right? I need to go even though I need to, I should be dialing it back today and be doing something a little bit more restored. I've had a hard training session yesterday, but because you went for it, oh, I'm going to go for it. Right, you're in this group environment. Everyone's challenging and pushing each other. Right, and this is when it goes outside the scope of an inspirational community and more so a competition that completely neglects how your body is feeling and where you should be going in regards to your training that day. And usually, this really grabs onto Type A people, right? Type A personalities, the go go go, the people with the high stress jobs, the high performing individuals, the people that love that aspect of you know high intensity that they love this adrenaline that goes on with their life they love being busy they love being kind of managing 10 different things in a day like they, they get off on that right they have that cortisol high and these type a people who are all high stress all high demand all high performing always busy always moving always doing this stuff the last thing they need is this emphasis on a group challenge that's going to put them in a very vulnerable position where they're going to have even greater stress now. They're going to do even more work on top of their already high stress job, high stress life. Like that doesn't make any sense. Now we're living in this chronically high stress state. We're restricting calories because we're probably competing with other people to look a certain way. These group challenges typically are based around the scale based around how much body fat you're losing, how good you're looking at the end of 30, 60 days, right? So there's this emphasis on eat less, do more, stress higher, 
higher heart rate, more sweat, more workouts, more is better, like better is better, right? I could take someone like that type A person, I can dial them right back. We're going to eat food, right? We're actually going to fuel the body. We're going to give it sustenance. We're going to do three days a week of strength training. We're going to do some restorative sessions. We're going to give the body what it needs based on your high stress lifestyle. And we're going to focus on better being better, right? Not do more just for the sake of doing more. And that's the problem. These challenges are very extreme. They're very group focused. And they emphasize a lot of things that I completely disagree with and is what's causing a lot of these issues because high intensity, high stress restriction, always focused on the sweat, the scale, competition, that stuff doesn't last. Your body eventually breaks out. It burns out, right? Like it breaks down. It can't do this anymore. It's running on fumes at this point. And eventually you go, I just need a break. I need to get away from all this. And what typically happens is a massive rebound. It's usually, I'm going to stop working out for two weeks. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm not going to do anything. And it becomes a complete 180 of where they just were because it was way too much. It was way too hard. It was way too demanding. So it's one of those things. I love the idea of pushing yourself. Okay, if you ever hear me talk, I'm not contradicting myself. 100%. I have 365 days a year. I take care of my body. But I'm aware of how to do that. I do it in an intelligent, wise manner. Right? I listen to my body. I program myself, my, my routine intelligently. I do my homework. I take care of what I need to take care of. I eat to fuel performance. I get rest. Like I do all the other things, right? Like I manage my stress. I get good sleep. I eat food, a good amount of food. I take care of my micro, macro nutrients. I drink a lot of water, right? I'm mindful. I get out. I take care of things. I work on passions. Like so then when I go into working out, like I'm taking care of all the big pillars. Like I, I'm I'm much more prepared for a high stress environment compared to the person that does none of those things. They don't sleep well. They don't manage stress. They don't eat well. They don't take care of themselves. They don't fill their cup up. And then they want to add all this stress on top of that. What kind of environment do you think we're creating for that individual? It's environment that's going to implode on itself. It's a person who's going to say, I'm doing all this work, I'm doing all this stuff, yet I can't seem to lose fat. I can't seem to lose weight. I'm weaker. I'm more fragile. I'm more frail, right? I'm getting hurt. I don't get why I'm so inflamed. I don't get why my joints hurt. I don't get why I'm so sore all the time. Like those are the people that bitch about this. And you go, well, you're doing way too much. You're doing something that's way outside your scope of reality, what you should be doing, what you're prepared to do, right? And because of this high-intensity environment, you're high-stress, you haven't built up the foundation to even doing these movements, these kind of workouts. doesn't make any sense whatsoever, so often way too extreme. Next one, short-lived, right? This type of group challenge is very short-lived. Like, you're not going to do a group challenge for a year. Like, that's different. What I do with the SFR training system is a 12-month program, right? Or you can do what I'm doing uh, soon. I'm uh, launching a soft launch where you can do three-month programs. You can pick your program. Do you want to go more power and performance? Do you want to go strength? Do you want to go more physique? Do you want to go more foundational? Depending on what your goals are, what your experience is. Okay, we direct you that way. Like that's not a challenge. That's just creating structure in your life. What these challenges do, they go hard and you can't go hard for very long because no one's going to sign up for a 90-day or 100-day or 
six-month challenge that's really extreme because it's not practical. Life gets in the way. It's just not going to happen. So that's why these challenges are typically 30 days, 60 days, 90 days at max, right? Because um, usually you can get a block of people motivated enough around summertime to go, well, next 90 days, next three months, I'm going to go hard so I'm ripped by August, right? So it's very short-lived. And what that does, it promotes quick results. Again, quick results is the antithesis of what I do, right? Well, I don't focus on quick results. Why? Because quick results get you quick results, but they go away very quickly. And I don't want that. That doesn't do me any good. This doesn't help myself. This doesn't help my clients. It doesn't help my business. It doesn't help anything, right? So what I need to do a better job as a coach is obviously making sure the clients that I work with, the people I work with, is to reframe their perspective on what it's going to take to get results, right? I need to qualify these individuals. I need to understand, hey, you're probably being part of a community now that we're going to really educate on trusting the process, being patient, doing the right stuff, dialing it back, being smart, recovering smarter, eating even smarter than that, like doing all the right stuff, right? And these short-lived results in this very extreme nature is like a punishment, right? It's like we're going to punish ourselves for 60 days or 30 days or 90 days. Like it's going to be a grind. It's going to suck. We're going to punish. We're going to fight through it. But you know, at the end of it, we're going to look this way. It's like, okay, then what happens? Right? And we'll get into that. Right? So it creates a kind of a negative behavior with fitness and a relationship with fitness and health. Right? And nutrition. Because we start demonizing food. We start looking at fitness as something that's not sustainable. We start looking at, well, this modality, that discipline of exercise doesn't work. It's too hard. It's too demanding. It, it doesn't make sense in the scope of my lifestyle. It's not something I can do for the rest of my life. And why would we want to be promoting that narrative of this is something I can't do for the rest of my life? Everything I talk about is, hey, we're going to build a s- schedule. We're going to get you results. We're going to create structure. We're going to reframe our perspective so you look at health and fitness as something that you want to do for the rest of your life. It's not a chore. It's not unsustainable. It's very sustainable. It's very practical. And it's something that you look forward to because it's not just built around how you look. It's built around how you look, feel, and perform. Big difference, right? If you chase health, if you chase how you feel, results will come. You will look better. You will perform better. If you just chase how you look, health typically suffers. Performance typically suffers, right? Big difference, right? Big reframe right there. So again, most people with these challenges, is all, it's all built around how you look at the end of it, what the number on the scale is, you know, how hard can you push, things that aren't promoting long-term care within the health and fitness space. So we need to understand the consequences of challenges like that, that we aren't. Now, because all of a sudden, if we just switch it to, hey, we're going to dial it back for you, and we're going to look at health and fitness a different way, it's a mental fuck for them. They go, well, what just happened to this 60-day speed challenge, and now i got to reverse engineer everything, and i got to eat more, and i got to dial it back. Like We're creating this weird conversation where this kind of behavior is okay. Where, yeah, there's going to be times where we've chased an accelerated fat loss period, but it still should be programmed intelligently. It shouldn't compromise your health. It shouldn't compromise losing muscle mass. Like, there should always be the North Star of health, 
right? Then everything else is built around being healthy and feeling good because that's going to keep people in, in this space. And we want more people taking care of their health. We want more people being consistent in the gym. I don't want people to be working out for three months. I don't want my mom to work out for a year and then stop for the next five. That doesn't do me any good. That doesn't do her any good. I want her to work out because she enjoys it and she enjoys how she feels and that she realizes, wow, I'm sleeping better. I'm stressing less. I have better digestion. I'm less inflamed. I have less pain. I have less tension. I feel stronger. I have better posture. I look way better. I'm moving way better. Like those are the things, right? I have more energy. I'm more enthused. I'm more driven. I'm more passion filled. Amazing. This is what we want to create. This is what we want. If you're someone who wants remote longevity of health and fitness to your network, to your community, this is the narrative. So I'll never want to go outside of that narrative because now I create these conflicting messages which is what happens, right? We have these conflicting messages in the advertising and marketing world where people don't know what direction to go and they're typically gonna go down a direction of either doing nothing or the quick fix. And we know both of those options are absolutely terrible. Next one, guys. These sort of challenges don't have a good exit strategy. What do you do after you go hard for 60 days or you go hard for 30 days, right? What's your exit strategy? What's next? What happens on day 61, right? Where do you go? Typically, some people, they get addicted to this challenge. They do a new challenge. They find something different to push them. So they're always relying on an external factor. And they don't know how to reverse that behavior. If you were just in a restricted position, doing all these high-intensity, high-stress workouts, you feel like crap, you have kind of adrenal fatigue now, Everything was a competition. Your friends aren't doing it anymore. Like now you got to motivate yourself and you got to reprogram and find a structure that makes sense. And at this point, you don't know really what makes sense for you because everybody, you know, mom, dad, kid, experienced, beginner, in shape, out of shape, we're all doing the one same thing, right? Most people rebounded. If not all people rebounded and you go, well, that doesn't work. Should I do it again? Is that, is that the move? But that's not, that's not sustainable. I can't go hard again like that. It was so hard on my body. It was so hard on my schedule. I had to compromise things that I really enjoy, like family time and, and time for myself and this and that. Like, Where do you go? What's the exit strategy? The exit strategy is dial it back, put the weight back on, right? And just do stuff. Some people stay in the gym. They still work out. They do their thing. But again, the results kind of go and they do another challenge when they're, they're motivated again because they want better results in three to six months and they just keep adhering to that process. Do a challenge, dial it back, get out of shape, get in worse shape than they were or back to the shape that they were previous challenge. They do another challenge and they go through this cycle. I don't know how sustainable that is for a lot of people. I don't know a lot of people that stick to that schedule for the rest of their life. Because it becomes exhausting. Like eventually you want to get to a point where you go, you know what, I'd love to not do a challenge this year and still be in good shape. I'd love to not beat the shit out of my body this year and actually look strong and feel good, right? And not just have this rebound effect where I put the weight back on or I feel slow and sluggish. Like wouldn't it be great if I could just do my own thing this year and keep all the results, feel great, perform at a high level, you know? optimize my health wouldn't that be a great position to be in of course 
right? And then once you do that, once you get to a level where I'm at, if I want to do a 30-day challenge or 60-day challenge, which I you know, wouldn't do, but if I wanted to, I could at least have a lot more knowledge behind what I'm doing and more understanding of like, hey, here's what really works. And that takes time and that takes, again, I just wouldn't do a challenge like this because it doesn't make any sense. I'm, an, I'm too in tune with how my body feels and works and, and not putting my body in a state where it feels like crap. Like I just don't want to do that. It's, that's not on the <laughs> on the future radar for, for myself, right? Even when I do my crazy projects, I don't recommend that to people. And when I do it, I don't do that to beat the shit out of my body. I do it in a way to learn more, to educate myself, become more well-educated and well-versed in this space, right? I'm doing these things to see, hey, how can I get better at recovery? How can I maximize recovery between these crazy projects? How can I push my body but still be strong, right? Like, so it, it's, it's different, but I, but I look at it through a different lens. So we need to understand there's a very low success rate to these things because they have very poor exit strategies and they typically just get you back to where you started, right? You're back to square one, which again, kind of defeats the purpose of you grinding so hard for 30, 60, or 90 days, right? And if it's not sustainable, it's not something you're gonna do for the rest of your life, bad, bad strategy. Last one here, these sorts of group challenges, they promote and they create a lot of injuries and pains and like you said, adrenal fatigue, right? They're very high stress, they're very high demanding. They go outside a lot of people's scope of experience, capabilities, um, and you know, proper lifestyle. So what happens is our bodies aren't prepared for all of these workouts. Our bodies are outside what it should be doing that day. And, and we're moving at 50% capacity or working at 50% capacity. So what we really want to do is understand that where do these injuries and pains and inflammation come from? And where does this feeling of us feeling exhausted and drained and beat up and uh, lethargic and very low libido come from? Well, it becomes it comes from these long, you know, worn out challenges that just suck the life out of you, right? Uh, and they and again, think about that. If I do a challenge and I leave that challenge with more issues or some issues than when I started, again, that's not a good place to be. Like I wouldn't just keep doing that to my body. Like to me, I want to perform well for the rest of my life. I want to feel good next month. I want to feel great the next month after that. Like I don't want to have to dial it back and do corrective work and focus on injuries and focus on pains and focus on you know, building my body back up and regulating my hormones and getting back to a place where I'm like, wow, I actually feel good with exercise and I feel like I can do this thing and that I want to do this thing and it's not a chore to you know peel myself off the couch and show up and take care of my body and mind, right? So a lot of these challenges, unfortunately, be based on the environment, based on the spectrum um, of how they are created and built. It promotes a lot of injuries, promotes a lot of internal tension and it puts our body in a very vulnerable, susceptible state. And it doesn't, it actually kind of goes in the opposite direction of building a resilient body. Um, it creates a weaker, um, more susceptible, like I said, body. Uh, our immune system gets shot. We're more prone to disease, more prone to illness, more prone to sickness based on it, um, which is bound to happen, right? When our body's in a very stressed state, um, we're not in a strong state of being. Like we're not prepared for war. We're not prepared to fight. We're not 
prepared to thrive at that point? And at what point um, do we see that and we go, you know what, I don't want to be in a sub par suboptimal state. I want to be in a thriving state and I'm going to follow a structure, follow a schedule um, and do things that promote really great health, not just me doing something for the next 30, 60 days to keep myself busy, um, but then rebound. Again, not the strategy I use, promote. And realistically, guys, that's why group challenges suck for most people, right? I think there's a lot of good points there you can dive into. You can chew on and go, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. And what I really should be doing with my own body and mind is listening to what I need, figuring out, again, your availability, what you like to do, what you need to do, right? That's a big difference, right? Want and need. I might want to do the high intensity class, but I need to slow things down, build more lean muscle tissue, build my body back up, build my metabolism, right? What's your experience level like? What's your current physical capabilities and fitness levels? Are you well conditioned? Are you unconditioned? Are you 50 pounds overweight? Are you in really good shape? Are you a beginner? Are you weak? Are you fragile? Are you strong? Knowing these things and then creating a structure based on your particular goals. Not your goals for the next three months, but what are your actual goals? Where would you like to be three to five years from now? How would you like your body to look, feel, and perform? These are questions that you want to know. So then when you know where you want to go, you can reverse engineer the process. Most people dive into these challenges because they have no idea where they want to go. They just say, I should be taking care of my health. I should be doing, I should be doing fitness. And I say that in that way because it sounds funny. I should be doing exercise, right? They, they get told by their doctor, go exercise. People say, fitness is good for me. Okay, I'll, I'll do that. I heard low calorie. I heard it's calories in versus calories out, so I'll eat low too. Like people just do shit because they hear it's good for them, but they have no idea of how to reverse engineer and self-audit their own particular situation to do the thing that's actually good for them. And, they, and people wonder why there's such a low success rate and why we're in a, an obesity epidemic, why we're in a mental health crisis. Because most people don't know how to nurture this thing called exercise and fitness and health. They do it the wrong way and they fail. So if you want to fail, if you want to go back and forth, you want to be one of those people that isn't happy with where their body's at, isn't happy with where their health is, keep doing these fucking challenges, right? If you actually want to dial it back and say, you know what? I want to live healthier for a long time. I want to take care of my body. I want to take care of my mind. I want to be a success story and I want to thrive. Do something different. Look at your goals, put together routine and structure that makes sense for you, right? Contact, again, a coach, a community, something that is actually going to put you in the right position to be successful and then the rest should take care of itself. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed the episode. Like always, share this, right? You might say, yeah, I absolutely agree, but then you might have 10 other fucking friends that do these group challenges. They have no idea. They need to hear this stuff. Send it off to people. You're not the bad guy. Just say, hey, this podcast was super interesting to me, made some great points, might be worth a listen. And hell, if they listen to it, fantastic. If they don't wanna listen to it, don't worry, at least it's out there, but again, it takes a network. It takes a village to get this message out. I'm one person. I'm one voice to, that who, who wants to contact and connect with more people and build this community so people start doing the right stuff. As you can see, my one main mission is to get people healthier, get people stronger, fitter, and more resilient. And doing group challenges is not going to get you there. So hope you enjoyed it. And we'll see you in the next episode of the Fear Being Average podcast.